is working. Got a red bit, metronome off. Here we go, episode 16, and welcome Paul. Finally we've got Scouse Paul on, despite God knows what we got to last, was it probation? Childcare. Childcare, of course it was. Welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yes. Rare or no, thank well done, because you're here partly, not entirely, but partly because you're top of the Monday Night Football Fantasy League still. Well, it's got very exciting this week. I'm joint top and I'm ahead of third by one point, so it's all it's close up. to the top, Steve. Very tight at the top. Eshu will be spitting feathers, because he's a bit like Arsenal last season, top of the league, and then just being tagged, pegged back is one of my favourite expressions. On the sheets. So he's had, a, he's had a bit of pegging, um, <laughs> a lot like Arsenal, permanently fluffers. Um, but yeah, so welcome. We'll get into tuck into fancy in a bit. Steve, have you Good. recovered from the stairs? I have. Stairs were upstairs, so if you can hear the echo, then that's. Um, right, Steve, we're trying to. We're, 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 blaming, out we're, we're blaming Bruce. It's not echoey. It's, well, it's not as echoey as when we fucked up the sound. Maybe it, it is. It, it will just help my thespian voice oh. carry. It is. We're upstairs at the Gypsy, thanks to Paul, actually, because he asked, you asked him where we, where we did it. Well, I, I turned up a couple of minutes late and there was no one to be seen, no, or no one from this, around this table to be seen. It's a high functioning world and no clean sheets. So, <laughs> so I asked at the bar, knowing there was an upstairs room, having been here as the quiz night, yeah. I thought, do you know if anyone's recording a podcast upstairs? And they said, no, but it's free if you want to do so. Yeah. so so Rubens, ah, often okay. Michael Tommy, Mickey Thomas story, he started saying, what, do you want to use it? And then I thought, I must I need permission. I got all confused because I don't know why he was asking us. We've been doing it for weeks. But that's why. So he said, if we're not using it, we can use us up here. But you'll have to listen back to the echo factor. And that's well, you've already ruined my one liner because I assumed I was the one that was late. And I was going to make a thing about gunners. We like to leave it late. But you haven't, you've waited and you've started when I've got here. So. Yes, that's a shame, that's because we were all, well, all of us were late except for Paul. Well, everyone leaves it late because as a Liverpool fan, we win in injury time as well, so. You do. I was actually thinking, we're, we're going early with the, with the football talk, but I was thinking the other day, Arsenal are kind of Liverpool's blessing because they're not really talking Liverpool in the, in the title sense as much as they usually would. It's Arsenal City, Arsenal City, yeah. and Liverpool are lurking there. Sneaky, fluky scousers are waiting back. I think I'm worried, very worried about it because I think it's well, as I go on and on about, don't want a good manager, you want a lucky manager. And at the moment, Arsenal and Liverpool are lucky. Just late winners are lucky, you know, you, you know those things. And that is what wins you. Because I remember when Chelsea used to run away with it. I'm always nicking it at the end. And thinking, yeah, well, I'm partially convinced it's going to be a Liverpool, uh, uh, an Arsenal City trade off, and then at the last month, people are going to realise Liverpool. That's why I'm going to in. For the first year in a few years, I'm just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, it's like, the first year we, we challenged, we, I think we finished fourth and Salah got a million goals. Yeah. It was great, but it was just no stress. You know, yeah, if we, if just people were expecting us to lose. And not that, I, uh, not that I sit there looking at the fixtures religiously, but three games. Three games time we're at Anfield. Yeah. It's so sad. Be interesting, that's the, But I think you're right. I think, I sort of hope, well, no, I don't hope it's a title, decider type game. But I certainly wouldn't, I don't want City to win again. Obviously, I don't want. Scousers ever 
But so that's Arsenal. So we don't want Arsenal to win. Well, let's not pretend it's not the Arsenal players getting you most of your points. Yeah, pretty good by Arsenal players because <laughs> I'm allowed to choose them. You would be bottom without them. Well, no, I don't think that's strictly true because I think if I didn't choose Chelsea players who consistently deliver zero or minus points, I could be better off. But obviously I've had Salah like everybody else has, so I'd probably be winning all of it. Now, we've jumped ahead of ourselves. Strict structure's gone. First things first. Weekends, gentlemen. Paul, what was your attitude? What did you get up to over the weekend? Well, you can spread it, basically. What did you get up to over the last seven days? If well, as alluded to earlier, my, my, uh, I've got kids, yeah. and, and my weekend is, does involve a lot of standing on the touchline watching them do sports. Watching kids. Uh, not, what, not playing along with your Jurgen Klopp stereotypes. Um, <laughs> You're implying. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a touch of Jurgen Klopp about you. I get that quite a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but more interestingly, perhaps, um, I went to Jack Morrison's uh, birthday party on Saturday night. Oh, hang yeah. on a minute. Were you yeah. lying on the floor at about two in the morning? No, no, confused. no. No, I, I left at a reasonable time, um, but I believe Jack carried on until about four in the morning. I've got a picture in my head that Jack showed me on Monday night of, well, I'd like to say middle-aged men lying on the floor because he was safer there because they'd had a whole shitload of mushroom oil. Ah, uh, is that where the mushroom oil references come? I see, I, they waited for me to leave for that. Yeah. probably didn't. I, didn't, I think, as always, Jack's very entertainingly kind of baffled. So that's quite a lot of these stories, Jack. And then was baffled that they happened, and so somebody, a mate, turned up. The, you know, this mysterious turner up and thing. But there was a picture of them all lying on the floor. So what on earth is going on there? So well, somebody decided it was really nice to lie down on the ground. Why you shouldn't do drugs, kids? That's the sort of thing that happens. I see in Jack a kindred spirit as someone who just goes along and doesn't, really, doesn't say no. Curious. Just count, yeah, yeah, yeah. Curious. Very, curious. very low willpower. Well, I saw, bizarrely, I saw the same Jack in the Waitrose on Saturday buying, what was that, green Thai, green curry? He, he made a very nice curry before. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that part, that we were civilised. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, good. Excellent. That's great that we got that story out. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jack will be pleased. You would delighted if that's out there. So, um... Good, but of course you turned up late on Monday. But well, I couldn't get a place for football, so I um just turned up for a drink. I just came out, I, yeah. It's very tight for the football places. I point. actually thought he was going to say I just turned up to support. No, he didn't do that. Some people did do that. John did that. John Lawless, he did that. The Lawless, yeah, yeah. He turned up and watches. He because I was at the time in goal, so he just heckles me behind, just in my ear, telling me to do things. Then I do them, and they can end up. Immediately, then scoring a goal. So, but yeah, he turns up and then comes to the pub after. It was quite a good turnout. Um, so, Steve, your weekend, I'm expecting high things. Yeah, well, it wasn't. I mean, we won't go football too early, but Wolves game Saturday. Yeah. This uh, novelty, novelty of a 3 p.m. kickoff on a Saturday always catches you out it's a bit. Bad. It's bizarre now. It's almost, it is a novelty, especially but Arsenal playing well, so they're on the telly all the time. I'm, I am, wasn't going to go to it because the 16th of December, pretty sure Germany will view that as a family weekend. We're playing Sheffield United Saturday 3pm, which is actually the proper god of this year, uh, decided time to play football. Really. And you enjoyed it? Yeah. I mean, we do forget TV doing its thing and you know, there's just too much football on TV, isn't there? 
So three o'clock Saturday. And also you can message your mates and say, you know, because not everyone does this illegal streaming thing that I, that I hear exists. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice to message your mates and sort of say, yeah, this is a really nice goal worth watching. And they've yeah. got no real... They haven't just seen it for themselves. Yeah, they're not watching it. As a slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was Saturday, and then Sunday was a bit, bit touristy, old school. Went to the Tate. Oh, what the old one? Yeah, just sort of go and. And what was on? No, it's just you go and look at the standing pieces, and you know, looking at. It's always fascinating because you have people watching. Oh, sorry, looking at. um, Things like Fall. Who's who does that? Bridget Riley or someone. Right. And. It's like a magic eye picture. Yeah. And you see people staring at it, convinced that maybe, I don't know, Salah scoring a goal or something will come out of it, or it really just looks like a TV in the 50s after everything had finished for the evening. (laughs) It's really what it is. It actually looks like United's away kit, now I've said that. Uh, That black and white monstrous... uh, Well, you're not seeing anything. You're not seeing anything, anything. no, not at all. So I'm just seeing a waste of my afternoon. Um, <laughs> but no, so just do that and then all quite chilled. A big thumbs up from Steve on the tape. Nice to hear. Oh, the tape's always a fun. Uh, it's, it's a good point. It's a valid point, actually. I've got to get back in. I've not been to a gallery for a long time. I used to go a lot more. A lot of these things I kind of got out of a habit of doing because of COVID and haven't got back into it. I mean, it wasn't see... as busy as. Yeah. For a Sunday, you're kind of thinking, oh, this is not a good idea. But it was all right. I think it's part of Gemma's fault because she, because I'm incredibly pretentious. So if I go to a gallery, I will, you know, look and go, that's really, only because I heard it once at Cezanne exhibition down in Provence. Did she? This, I can't help myself. <laughs> positive, I come up. <laughs> so I was at the Cezanne exhibition in Provence and they were all there. And of course, they're French, who basically genetically pompous anyway, so they're kind of better at it than us. But I heard these two women. For some reason, I understood. I think it was because it was very basic words they used, but they basically said something along the lines of it was an interesting use of white in his, so this picture of Suzanne. And ever since, and of course, Gemma was with me, she heard it as well. So, of course, whenever I see a painting, I have no idea what I'm looking at and what the skill of it is. I said, Oh, that's an interesting use of black there, isn't it? And she goes, Shut up, but you don't know what you do. And she gets cross because I'll spend far too long looking at them because I just think that might make me look interesting. Well, when you go to galleries now, not now, recent years, you, you can get these earpieces that will give you some sort of backdrop of the picture. And I saw someone there on Sunday and they had what looked like really funky earphones. And I was like, okay, this is really like a... Yeah, it's a cool place. It's just like a cool step up. So I, I spoke to her and I was like, where did you get those ones? It turns out she was listening to Spotify. So <laughs> no, no, nothing to, to do. To no clean sheets. Is it? Yeah, she was listening to no clean sheets. <laughs> exactly. She was listening to something completely different. Well, I can sign that for you. She said who? <laughs> so do, you, do you ever do that? Do you ever get the official sort of narrative about it? No, but no. I, I was thinking... Maybe you should. I should, yeah. Well, I don't know. I remember when, when I went on this kibbutz when I was 18 and we went on this trip and they take you idiot volunteers to, is it Masada? That sort of big thing, rock, that they sort of held out for years in the siege. And of course, we ignored, completely, we hung over, completely ignored the official guide to Elizabeth Masada and hung around with this bloke called Richard, who claimed he'd been on a tour last year. And uh, he was coming up with all this incredible stuff about Masada. And then just coincidentally, after about half an hour, we rejoined the official tour guide at a bit that he'd already explained to us. We'd been talking utter bollocks the whole time. We'd just been making shit up about it. 
But then I thought about it. I had a go at him and then listened to the true stuff, which was pretty spectacular. I thought, his was better though. His sort of made up facts. So I sort of think maybe I'm better off just with my own deluded Well, I had a friend who used to do the, I've got to pronounce this carefully, um, punting act yeah. in Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. And he said he used to just make it up. Yeah, because yeah, I, I went there and I often sat at the Riverbank and listened to the punters just talk absolute drivel. Just, just making the whole just making the whole stuff up. Well, because yeah, that's yeah. what you want. Anyone stupid enough to think some student is going to tell you the truth. I mean, yeah. that naivety that needs. I like that you say it in a way where they actually know the truth, but they're just yeah. withholding it. No, no, I'm not yeah. saying they're just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying they're just. No, they're going to bother telling the truth, even if they did know it. Why would you? If you could just make stuff up all the way through. Um, Christ, I've almost made an Archer's reference there, but I'm really weighing myself in. Good. Well, I can reveal breaking news that uh, listeners are, are switching off as we carry on <laughs> talking about art. So next week on Radio 4... So, no, we're, um, we're not talking about Archer's. So, 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 Bruce, what about your week? I kind of know a little bit about your weekend. Yes. Back to see Aviv. Back Aviv. to see Aviv. Aviv. He was brilliant. Quite alarming. You must have told him that I'd ask you his name. Did you tell did he know? No, that? I did tell him that he had had a shout out in our previous episode. Before Saturday. Before Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So I went in to see him and well, no, I didn't go to see him, that's actually what I was with to eat at the standing, but he was there. I said, that's gotta be a bit of a jump. Oh, why did you tell me? So it's Steve's mate from the podcast. She said, fucking pot. She's not keen on the podcast, Gemma. She spotted it as another excuse to go to the pub. We're literally sitting here. Ridiculous accusation. But that's the only reason we're here. We're sitting here surrounded by smoothies. <laughs> Harry's in the corner on his treadmill. Look where Harry is. Harry is probably. I did text him. Do you know you were upstairs? He's probably sat in his garden, baffled. With a bubble tea. With yeah. a bubble tea. With a bubble tea. Yeah, yeah. He always thinks he has a coffee, doesn't he? Does actually take I think coffee, if you get. But he's got whiskey in it. No, but he's yeah. got whiskey in it. He's never, you know. If you get your missus to listen to this episode and just tell her it's art. No, shoot. She's not going to listen to this, thank God. But anyway, yeah. Excellent so, white in this episode. <laughs> so back to the Lord Stanley, back there again. Very sweet. Aviv was there. What was that? Was funny because I went up and said, Aviv, I know, I'm sort of, I know Steve. And he started going, Oh, the podcast. I went, Oh, how do you know about the podcast? He said, Oh, I, I listen to it. I follow you on Instagram. No one's ever fucking said that before. Just the only <laughs> one following. But what was really funny, I remember I bored you stupid last week, the week before, about the Gorgonzola pizza. Sahib, who works with Sahib, me, yeah. is the pizza originator at the Lansdowne. And I said, well, I told him the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think, don't think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure he really understood what I was talking about. But I said to him, we, you know, Gemma, even Gemma got excited then. She loves the pizzas. And he started it at the Lansdowne, took it to a Tuffle Park Tavern, and then the Lord Stanley. And he is the pizza genius that came up with it in the first place. Other people have nicked that recipe and not done it as well as him, but he's a, he's a visionary. Not wanting to expose myself as someone who didn't listen to the podcast last week. Jesus, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to every other episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Such a bullshitter. <laughs> Apart from the ponsoning one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what, what, is the, what is the pizza so, topping? So I'm waiting for again. We literally did do it today the first time. But basically, okay. gorgonzola, a potato pizza at the Lord Stanley. You know where the Lord Stanley is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Islington. Yeah. Um, and he and it's quite an unusual combo. She thought potato and pizza. That's a bit. But it's delicious, and he does it well. Do actually, they, do they still put the tomato on it as no. well. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, actually, white no, wait, hang on. I think they might do on that one. I had the not tomato one. I think there might be 
tomato on that one, but there's not tomato on one <laughs> I had. I'm listening to <laughs> this out loud. <laughs> yeah. stop, stop it, Paul. You've this really dull on this podcast. <laughs> Excellent. And join us next week for what did Bruce eat? <laughs> Can Bruce remember what he ate? So that I did. I didn't go to the chef to the Brighton game. Typical. I didn't go because yeah, Gemma had announced that it was interfering with family life, so I didn't go, I can't remember what we This was the, s- was that a scrape victory? That sounds... Scrape clung on. Clung on. Because we were just another player sent off in the first half. Gallagher got sent off for no, no tackles whatsoever. I don't know what the problem was with those. You don't need a reason these days. Well, it just seems to be the refs being thing, and then we clung on. But in the end, Brighton good side, so clinging on with 10 men for 45 minutes. I think Brighton did pick their under 23s though, didn't they? they kind of I'm saying nothing about Brighton until we play them in two weeks. Yeah, they're not bad. They weren't bad, but we were we were all over them. Gave them actually, they did go two one before we lost Gallagher, but we went three one up. But then of course, they're in this um, sort of Thursday night Europe yeah. hangover. Yeah, well, I think we benefited. And typically, we play them just as I think the Europe. Oh no, maybe that's the last. They may have already qualified. I feel like we are not going to benefit from their first game. But Chelsea did get a very dodgy VAR penalty, didn't they? There was nothing dodgy about that. That was incredibly dodgy. On the, te- on the telly was going on about it. Ja- James Milner is, is, is pure as dripping snow. James he would never Miller. give exactly. away. Exactly. That was it. I was frothy. Because <laughs> I was literally shouting. Because of course it meant I couldn't watch Match of the Day. So I was shouting at it. Because they, the pundits were going, oh, it's really sore. So what the fuck are you talking about? He's run into him and taken him down. If that isn't a penalty... And it's Milner, of course, who has never had a clean game his entire life. Cheating scouse kid. But yeah, I was furious, of course, because they had found out it was Milner. I didn't, when did he go to... Modric had already lost the ball. He went to the start of the season. We freed him to... We offered him a new contract, but he didn't take it. No, it's like, right, well, we wanted there or Brighton. Jesus. Well, it's a, it's it's a, a bit of a brainer. It's a bit of a retirement village, isn't it, Brighton? You go there to see out your days. Yeah, and keep holding your property. I mean, why wouldn't you go down there? Again, saying nothing about Brighton for at least two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, so Monday night football was good. Unfortunately, Felix got another game. He's terrifying when run rings over again. Somehow, I think Chris does it, tortured sadist that he is. He always puts Felix against me. It's just exhausting. So much so you ended up in goal. Did anything go for a little bit at the end? They scored about three in quick succession. But actually, we did come back and equalise. We did well, actually. Pretty sure I made a, you know, a couple of assists. And I had a shot on goal, quite good. Daddy Ewan saved it. I mean, there's a quite clear rule that if I manage to hit a shot on target, it should be allowed in. It should be blocking. So I don't go up there. Now, I, what I, I want to know is when you're playing on Monday night, yeah. do you have that sort of Thiago Silva thing where every time someone mentions you, the word veteran or no. some sort of Rolls Royce still no, playing. There are, you know, there are words, but they're not nearly as complimentary <laughs> as veteran. But I was food. In the pub on Monday, it was very put out when um, we talk about end of end of year awards. Yes, and we talk about newcomer of the year, and someone suggested me. And yeah, said, it's been great to have a new one of the, a new both of the old players in the, in the on Monday. You know? <laughs> Who said that? I mean, I would have said it if I'd thought about it. I think it was Chris, but I'm, yeah. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to be one of the one of the older guys just yet. No, I think Chris, Chris is quite, because he seems really nice, Chris, and he does, of course, organise the whole thing. 
actually really nasty piece of words, but just making nasty <laughs> comments. And when Felix ran into me last week, Chris said, oh, watch him, Felix, he's a really nasty, dirty player. That's the sort of thing he behaves like. I mean, I'd like, I'd presume, I'd presume he'd be a North. Well, he's, that's Paul Hull. He hides it well. He might be a Northerner. might be the problem. But yeah, Chris said, you've got to watch him. He's got lots of nasty comments. You had me until you sort of, Dissed him being, for being a northerner there. <laughs> well, coming to you in a minute on the northern, <laughs> on the northern sporting scouser bit. But just to finish though, so that was it. But last night, quite exciting work trip to the Savoy for a kind of private meal. But obviously, got there a bit early. Went to the American bar. Have you been there recently? Have you ever been to the American bar at the Savoy? Funnily enough, no. no. No, I haven't been there, no. It's an institution. It's quite famous because it's where people like. Um, David Niven and Olivier and... Oh, I'm, I'm too busy going to the Groucho. Yes. <laughs> well, that was where those cheap idiots go just to watch <laughs> Damien Hurst vomit on the bar. But he, that week, I just sat there for a drink before we went to this sort of grown-up meal. And it was quite a nice thing. I, saw, I, think, I thought, I haven't been there for decades. And I thought, it's quite nice. Somebody playing the piano. Thank God I was sober. I could easily be persuaded to sit on the piano and sing. I am what I am, or something. I've just had this really horrible kind of Baker Boys image. I was going with the Baker Boys as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know that someone's drumming up a picture of Bruce in a red dress when this was in I was mocked by some people on my WhatsApp that was there. They were getting horrendous imagery of me in a kilt, singing all walk 500 miles, nonsense. But yeah, but that was really nice because I did think, actually, yeah, I've got to get out more. But it's nice as well. Me at the Savoy, I did have to be a grown-up for the entire meal and ask and pretend to earn my free meal by pretending I knew what I was talking about. But it's really nice, especially when you don't have to pick up the tab at the end of it. Who knew the Savoy would be nice? Lovely. I'm still a bit confused as to what makes a bar America. So that's what it's called. It's just what it's called. It's been called that for hundreds of years. The beer's really weak. I think. The beer's not full enough for they're pushing. <laughs> the cocktail's very expensive. And I think, I, you know, there'll be a, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. I could make one up in true punting, Masada fashion, which I should have done, but I can't, I'm not on the board enough. So, yeah, so I've had quite a good week. Quite, quite, I did quite a lot of virtuous stuff, like shopping and cooking. So, yeah, I feel great, actually, given it's a Wednesday. So... First, over to Paul, our guest. First things first, as you alluded to, support Liverpool, but not obviously from Liverpool, because no. you don't talk like that. So, oh, I'm distinctly more northern than Harry. <laughs> but you're closer. <laughs> where are you from, Paul? Let's, just, well, let's establish oh, where you made this massive life mistake. I was born in deepest, darkest Cumbria. Right. Oh, just um, next to Anfield. Well, hang on. I'm always getting Northumbria and Cumbria. Is that east well, I, I, I grew up in both, um, but I, I was born in Cumbria on the coast. Is Cumbria the east coast. one or the west one? West, west one, right. So, right, got you. Yeah. Lake District team. And this is no local teams. Carlisle United still the best part of an hour away. And um, everyone in my primary school supported either my United or Liverpool, so I made yeah. a choice. I probably looked at the league table and picked the top one. But I like your honesty, because that's I exactly why everybody sports. I was, I was six, you know, yeah. that's, what, that's what you... My dad supported Sunderland, I wasn't going to go, yeah, go yeah, down yeah. that route. Obviously, Bright went to yeah. Cambridge. What are you fucking going to support bloody Sunderland? What a waste of time that would be. Well, you, say, so that, you say that, but I spent, you know, I spent the next couple of years wanting to be Ian Rush and grow a moustache. So, you know, yeah. 
So this is so many reasons you've made a mistake. Yeah, and yeah. also, hang on, when are we talking then? How old six? What, so what my first... Year? How old are you? What, six? Uh, my my first much? sort of cup final, I remember, was, was the 1986 when we won the double, and I was six. Right. Yeah, so of course, so, Liverpool winning everything. Winning everything at the time, yeah. Because yeah. this is a bit where it's been laugh, and it is Scousers, and of course, we have been winning a few things. They go, hey, glory hunting here, not hey. And I think, fuck off. We were shite when I was starting choosing a team. Scouse, these Scousers, to be fair, some of them were actually from Liverpool. That's why they support Liverpool. We, I mean, I, I, everything. To be fair, Bruce, I, I've stuck with Liverpool through thick and almost as thick. You know. No, and now I know I feel you're better. You were six and going for the top of the league. And to be fair, you are in that. It's a bit like, well, Mark was fine because Mark's got the Man United because he was from Manchester. So that's an understandable excuse. Could have supported City, but I needed to be a happier person now if he had done that because he'd have gone from shy to good. But I get it. I don't mind. I think that's an acceptable excuse. I mean, I mean, if, if the way. alternative was Manchester United, I wasn't really choosing. No, you know. it was a toss of the coin. And at the time, you thought Liverpool have won everything. And we'll win the league for another five years. So does this mean we have to give extra props to Harry, who, as a, another Liverpool fan with a strange, with a strange Camden accent, Camden accent, yeah. but Harry, who last week responded to our memories of 1996 by saying, "I was one years old." I know you're a baby. So he that must mean he kind of started supporting Liverpool when they weren't doing very much. Well, no, I, 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 that, that was our Spice Boys period. That was your yes. Spice Boys where it's a bit yeah. of an yeah. FA Cup thing. I, I think to be fair to Harry, as he's not bothered to turn up there or anywhere else, but his dad supports Liverpool. So. Ah, OK, OK. So, yeah, so my, my boys have inherited it from me as well. Yeah. So well, they're like me shouting at a TV yeah. uh, they when Liverpool are playing. The dad's cross, I should be cross. Well, you, you've not been bad, have you, the last few? I mean, obviously... It's been a fairly good time. Slightly uncomfortable with yeah. your manager as a seller. I mean, that is disconcerting. And he's a psycho. <laughs> my my favourite moment on the podcast so far was when Bruce invited his daughter on. And she did proclaim. He said, Jürgen's got a seller, and she said, Lock me in it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she said, When am I coming back on again? And I was thinking, actually, that is one of the most popular podcasts in our world. A load of girls listening to it. Nonsense, she talked. But actually, what that was very funny because I had no idea what probably obvious my reaction. I thought, yes, <laughs> my beer all over the laptop again. It was very funny. That is the trouble with Daisy. My absolute nightmare that she is as a daughter. She's very funny. But yeah, that was good. And you've, had, you've had one of your children on, but not the other way. Rufus is. Rufus, I keep asking, well, he's more reticent. I don't know why. I think, well, as I said on the first or second podcast, he's still traumatised by the time I burnt his. Arsenal wristband in the barbecue because we bonded. It was a bonding moment that I basically, not the first one, betrayed his trust by saying, Why don't we burn it? It's, a, it's another podcast, early one. Daisy tried to get me to tell it again because, funny enough, she hadn't listened to any other podcasts either. But yeah, so I think, so that's accept, I'm accepting sporting Liverpool now. I mean, obviously, Thank you. it is the axis of evil, heart of evil. So that makes it okay now. You can next time you're watching match of the day. I know you were worried. I, I, can, I can relax. I know you were worried if you passed yeah, yeah. that test. Did I get Bruce's approval? <laughs> yes. now, now look, before we go further, we should probably just highlight we're recording this in the middle of a game week, <laughs> being <laughs> being the professionals that we are. Actually, you're more interested in what's going on with the teams, Steve, because you're fantasy obsession. Cause, well, because I'm back on form. You're back. Well, Although I can't on. say that with our guest, as I have a feeling our guest is a couple of hundred points away from me. Paul is doing very well. 
I think you didn't I? Didn't I, think I, you, I think everyone I beat me last I, week. Did I not beat you? Last week is finished. We are talking about this week and where you no, are. No, 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 no. I think that's a resounding yes. We, we, have to, like, we have to be recent, don't we? Dodgy. Let me check. I won last week. I think I won last week. I feel like sense. last week is... the word, Whenever you're using the word last, it's old news. Yeah, I won, definitely won, week 15. And that's not true. Because funny enough, you'd be very unsurprised to hear Deep Purple, or Double Penetration, or whatever you want to call him, was all over it because he got 75 points last week. Uh, how many points did you get? I got... What did I get? 64. 64. So he did beat you, but I'm going to stick up for my uh, No Clean Sheets teammate yeah. here and say he did spend 8 points. Did he? He did. How do you know that? But, but does that 75 include the minus 8 as well? Yeah, yeah, they take them no. off. Yeah, they take them they off. They don't take them off the total, though, do they? If you can't... I, think they do. I, think I, don't, I don't think yeah, they, they do. do. I did it once. I did four points and it took it, they took it off. They take it off your score, but I'm sure yeah. it still exists within the team if you count off the points. We're all looking at our phones like, which one's yeah. going to be sad enough what to try and... I'm just trying to work it out. <laughs> well, saying, but as I was saying, so I got 64 points, but my three, my Chelsea midfield... Three of them, I got one point for all three because bloody Gallagher got me minus, what is that? That's a lot of points for a Chelsea midfield. Sterling, well actually Sterling two, Palmer one. Of course, penalty, it's like, wait, and then where's Palmer? Palmer's not even on the pitch to take the penalty. Bloody Pochettino's a massive pain in the arse. But anyway, I did really well because I came second, I think I came second. What did you get? What did you get? Fifth. 50, not very much. 51. Is, is, this, is this last week we're going on about? Yeah, we're going yeah, on yeah. about last Just week because this week hasn't even, it's not even halfway through it. <coughs> not even going to talk about it because you've obviously been doing well at the moment. I'm not but actually doing that well, I'm just above you. And that, <laughs> and that makes the conversation so much more palatable. So, so yeah, I think I drew with, I think I drew with, exactly with Eshu and somebody else. Somebody else got some bizarre three-way tie on 64. Um... So I was quite pleased with that because basically that's great as far as I'm concerned and I went up a couple of places. But... Oh, we're glossing over. Did, did I see a triple captain? I did do a triple captain. You did, you did. Did you? Because they were playing, because I felt... Oh, did I desperately need to triple captain. I know, I desperately need to do something because I've been doing really badly. And I thought, oh, triple captain. And then it entertained me doing it because, of course, it was Halland. And he was, because he was playing Tottenham, it just felt right, you know. I mean, if, it, any, if a triple captain against, against Liverpool... Tottenham. Now, you could probably slightly make a case because they didn't have centre-backs. Exactly, that's the point. They're leaking a lot of goals, as they but did. But when you use triple captain in December, the right. game calls that shooting your load. You've gone early. You've gone very early. But I just got... Some I, clean sheets. As, as you can imagine. <laughs> I basically got oh, triple captain and sort of forgotten what it was, sort of worked out what it was. So thought I couldn't work out if I'd actually played it or not, because it wasn't really clear until it became clear because I got 21 instead of But the goal he scored was really good, wasn't it? Can't remember. That's because he didn't score, did he? He didn't. He got two assists. Oh, two ass that two assists. That little triple captain on two assists. And he would have got another assist if that referee hadn't lost his plot. Probably the ref. No. Waved on the game at the end. Yes. I think a lot has been made of that. There was still a lot to be but done. There was there, a lot to be done. A lot to but be it done. was a bit weird. You wave it on, and then it goes to one of those players, and you blow up. You think, well, why, why would you wave it, it on and then blow the whistle? Well, he's, he's thought they're offside. 
He's looked at it and thought that's offside and, and panicked and blown and his whistle. Panic. I think he just panicked. He just panicked. I mean, it was funny because Hallam went mental. Absolutely. I mean, oddly, it was probably a good result because a draw. For you guys. No, no, stop, stop considering Tottenham to be one of the challenges. No. They're, they're no. not. They're no, I was thinking more just City dropping two more points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all happy to see no City one. drop points. Tot- Tottenham are. But Shiny. bearing in mind that where Harry's seat is, you know, our lawyer is currently sitting. I'd like to just check that ref doesn't have a fiver on 3-3. Three, three. Because it was a bit of a panic, wasn't it? It, was a panic. A it did seem a... very odd that he waved them on and then shot them again. <laughs> it's all right, Glenn's going to hit. And it was, I thought he was a bit strange. I think, but you're right, I think it was a rush of blood. Because he was bright red. When they were shouting at him, you can tell he must have been thinking, yeah, I've no idea why I did that. It's not often mm-hmm. you feel sorry for refs. I did feel sorry. When you realised he had nowhere to go. Yeah. It was and, quite and that, that does look like a psycho when his eyes stop popping out. I wouldn't have, like, have him in my face. Well, I, I mean, like, I don't want to wish anyone injury or what have you, but I kind of feel like a Haaland injury suspension just to really test managers. Be, I, I quite like it. Because yeah. everyone's got Haaland, it's most likely captain. Oh, I see what you mean. So just it's to fantasy. have someone where you have to take him out and go to, to plan B, that's where you get a proper test. Yeah, we know I was sort of, I flirted with the idea of not having him, didn't I, right at the beginning, when I had no idea what I was doing. And then Eshi came on, put me straight on numerous examples of my rookie stupidity and a lot of what I was doing. So I have had him as captain 80%, 90% of the time. Now he is uh, kicking off away at Aston Villa while we're recording this in an hour or so. Still your captain? I think he is. I can't remember now. I did have to change because you told me I had to change. I didn't tell you you had to. You did. I said so you've I got one to. keeper. You've only got one keeper. Well, you did one keeper. And then, yeah. of course, he saved the seed of Daniel. But what if your keeper doesn't play? Well, could, like John Terry would just put the gloves on. Can I, do they not just put a defender in? No. No, they don't. <laughs> as, as I said at the very beginning, lack of fantasy in fantasy football, I think. Quite a lot of rules for fantasy football. A lot of rules. And Paul, you have Salah captain, I'm guessing. Salah captain, yeah. Always, you've been on Harry. Sheffield United, come on. No, I have captain, Captain Hines. And and we had, two weeks ago, we had, um, we we were playing City away. So obviously, (laughs) I had to drop Harland, because that's... I'm not quite so as, you did that too, because Harry did that. I I'm did not as bad as Harry in that I will have City players, I will have my United players, but yeah. I will not have anyone play against Liverpool. Right, so I had I him... I love this biblical... You know, I, I think, I don't get this wrong, I think I let him play <coughs> against us. I did, he was allowed to play against us, but he wasn't allowed to be captain. And of course it worked out quite well for our 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> I did quite well in that game. Not as well as I should have done, actually. Well, I'm in the same boat, where I deliberately, for example, wouldn't have picked Trippier when he got man of the match, and I think he didn't get the assist, but he got man of the match against us in a clean So you won't play if they play against you? So, yeah. so I put him on my bench. Trippier unfathomably gets 10 points every game. I don't know he's how he does it. I don't know. Seems, I, have, I think I've got him, or I used to. I might not anymore, but I used to have him. And he was really good. He always got Now, I know that there are people out there that, you know, a quick glance on Google will tell us, but the whole points, bonus points thing, just made up by people that have got teams, oh. isn't it? I'm glad you mentioned that. What is that? <laughs> just, I mean, I'm sure they'll tell you there's some kind it's of, some kind of like Optus forward thing, isn't it? Is yeah. Is it? I just, it's, 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 it's the same like, people who do the XG. For 15 weeks, I've read the same. Someone gets a bonus point, I'm meant to ask you, what do they get bonus points for? Well, you I know more about it. I think it was put in there originally, so like people like 
Claude Makaleli, who are great players but would score zero points, yeah, yeah, yeah. can get something. I think that was kind of the idea to make sure that because what he because he does successful passes or something. Not nothing that he would do would score a point generally. No, because yeah, because he'll never lose the ball. But and then, he'll never he'll, he'll always pass to a Chelsea player. You know there were more creative ways of like you could have for every three successful tackles you get a point or something. You know that that's what you Be would do. Be more explicit about it rather than this shady. But you do that rather than this. Well, is it more explicit with keepers? Isn't it a certain number of saves they get? Yeah. I've, I have no idea what they've got to do to get the saves point. So for every three saves they get, I'm not reading this. I look like I was reading yeah, it for a do. second. Um, but I just know that because that it's is, a, at least think that's why I know it. You've told me that in the past. So yeah, but I'm just I'm, I've definitely game after game you look and you can see. I think Sun gets loads of bonus points, and okay, he scores in a game, but he's otherwise not done very much. And, and just just watch whatever Kieran Trippier does. Trippier, I think yeah. successful I mean, crosses must be the, the key to bonus points. Against Man United, Trippier, man of the match. It's every week. Every, it's week. every week. That's, yeah, that's when you get the little gold star next to the name, don't you? Yeah, again, that seems quite random. It seems to pop up. Yeah, I see that and I was thinking, oh, that's good. So I've got two of them. Right. There, there are two players who are doing really, really well that I, I just... I've not put them in my team so far, so I'm now making a point of not putting them in, and they score lots and lots of points, and that's Trippier and Watkins. Watkins. If Watkins scores a goal, <laughs> it's a bad week for me. It's kind of yeah. Well, Watkins, I took out tremendously. I took him out at the weekend just before he got his goal and assist, um, partially because I thought he was injured. And I thought, OK, even if he plays, he's got Arsenal next, so he'd be on my bench, and then they've got Man City tonight. Two games I could not have him. Of course, he signed off with a, a goal and an assist and man of the match. I, um, so the previous week when Liverpool were playing City, I captained Solanke, uh, and he got two points. He didn't do anything, and in, in a fit of rage and, and just pure emotion, I, I transferred him out and put Darwin Nunes in because we've got three relatively easy games in a row. Solanke scored, and Nunes was doing his usual cow's ass with a banjo routine. So he's an interesting player, isn't he, Nunes? He, uh... So how? Can, we haven't touched on the fact you obviously do know about fantasy football. So if you've always done it, you like. Do you know what, Steve I, an issue you've like since it started? I got into during lockdown. Did you? I was one of those people like um, I. My workload went up triple. You know, it, it went right up during the pandemic. So I was working lots, and then you're a nurse. Uh, I, I work in public health, <laughs> um, uh, and Ooh, he's sheepish about this, isn't he? <laughs> dodgy, dodgy anthrax scientist or something like that. Yeah. Um, anthrax? What, what year are you going back to? <laughs> That's a David Forster, one of my favourite tracks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I haven't got spare time, so I got really into into fantasy football. And I well, hang on, you're saying you got into it when you're work. This is probably entirely chess. You're really busy, so you started doing fantasy football. It was all I had the attention. It was the only thing. Like, it didn't take that much time. What? Steve spends what three days a week on it. Oh yeah, on average, <laughs> clearly. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah, I did. I did quite well. I finished two hundred thousand. Yes, sound very it. good, but it, it was no, it is good. I think, but pretty good because I don't think I've ever been marginally above average. And I think you're in the hundred thousands at the moment, or it might be I'm, Obi. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you heard the Obi. Oh, he's at a level. Episode. He's, he's very good too. Yeah, yeah. Now we started this horrible, um, what would we call? I suppose traditions too soon, where we invite guests to join our league once they've been on. Yeah. 
How many points are we talking so far? This, how, how much am I... Eight, are you an 800 something? 800 how, something, yeah. How eight, far behind? 840. He's exactly okay. the same as Eshu. No, no. Yeah, you're, you're exactly the same as Eshu. Okay, that's not too... Well, I got one more point than him yesterday, so... Oh, so you're marked. God, you're I tra- Steve already on one. I transferred in Zinchenko and he didn't play. I was quite... Oh, he did play, but didn't start. Well, Tomiyasu has uh, just been ruled out for an undefined period with a calf injury. So Zinchenko so is a good man to have. I should imagine Zinchenko's coming back in. They're playing Kivior. But then we've got Villa away. Watkins, I'm sure, I may make this up, I think Watkins is a gooner. So that generally means he's going to score. Yeah, I'm fairly sure I read he was an Arsenal fan somewhere. So as, as a Liverpool fan, we've got a whole history of Everton fans playing for us and absolutely demolishing Everton. Rush, yeah, Fowler, I, think they, it does, I think it sort of works like that, funnily enough. You sort of think they wouldn't, but I think they almost want to prove a point. But I always used to think... Because they're playing their team. I would always think if, if I was a manager, I would put some interest in signing someone who supports the club, because I do think you're bound to get an extra percentage out of it. Sinchenko's an Arsenal fan. Right. And where Which part celebrate. of Northland did you grow up in? Yeah. Sounds right. Sounds like you're on the And there are other, like I'm, I'm fairly sure I remember reading Watkins's. So put him in an Arsenal jersey. Yeah. You know, just get that extra five. Or you could be like Robbie Keane and be a fan of every single team that you ever played for. Is that what he used that, to that say? Was that, that, that was his, that was his say, unveiling speech. I actually, what was that a soft one for? And actually, that was my approach. I used to have to judge these awards for sort of advertising agencies. And then it would be a bit because it was a massive piss up at some really nice place in town. And all, but the one thing was, was that I was one of the judges, and then all the people who presented to us would turn up with not knowing who won the award. And then they'd all get upset once I hadn't won the award and say, what, what, why didn't you vote for me? And I'd always say, oh, well, no, I did vote for you. I don't know what the other judges were playing at. I couldn't understand how the other one. Of course, I got caught on numerous occasions because somebody go, you've just said that to us as I said it to another <laughs> agency. But I like it. Robbie Keane, yeah, just saying, so I'm a massive fan. He was a very iconic player of my sort of team. Yeah. He's a brilliant player. You know where he is now? No. He's managing. No. He has been for a while, but he's managing Maccabi Tel Aviv. Is he? Yes, he's in Israel. Who he, he was a boyhood fan of. He was a boyhood fan of. He used to have a Maccabi Tel Aviv. <laughs> Shirt pinned to his wall. Well, it's like yeah. Harry Kane, wasn't it? Harry Kane, you know, he's one of our own. We have a rather unfortunate picture of him in an Arsenal top when he was 11. I think it's a bit strange. Now, there was, I mean, social media, I suppose, doing its thing, but I love that it escalated to Arsenal releasing him as a youth player because he was too chubby. It couldn't just be he was an Arsenal fan. It had to, we have to add an extra layer. Really? I didn't hear that. That's, yeah. Well done for that one. <laughs> yeah, talk about that, that out. I mean, we're still some way behind Chelsea letting Salah and De Bruyne go. But yeah, yeah. I think that's a, an well, the, award. The, that's an accolade. No one's going to be. Given, given that I lived in the, the northeast, my favourite one is uh, Alan Shearer was given a trial at Newcastle, and they put him in goal. I did hear that. <laughs> and yeah. he ended up signing professional forms for Southampton at the absolute opposite Jesus. end of the country. <laughs> they, they put him. They put him in goal. Yeah, and he, they, didn't, they didn't choose him. Now, how many? How much do we believe his usual nonsense about? Well, I, I'm glad I went to Newcastle because now I've got a statue over winning trophies. Has he said that? Who? Surely he constantly says. But he did win the trophy. He won the. He won the Premier League with Blackburn, but obviously he was a player that. He did a lot better than Gerrard, didn't he? He didn't win the the league, did he? He won the Champions League. 
would have won the league if he hadn't <laughs> fallen over. <laughs> yeah. And the irony of that. almost got lynched. <laughs> you will like this. I almost got lynched to um, Chelsea. Another, this doesn't make it look good actually. What am I telling you? Down the foot of a whole gang of young Liverpool supporters, Chelsea Liverpool, obviously, before the kickoff. And they're going on about no history and stuff like that. So I got into my head on my own, started chanting, um, have you ever seen Gerard win the league? And then and, and you could see they were all looking at me thinking, we're just, we're just going to kill him right here now. And they got, <laughs> they got about halfway through the song and then fuck about five Chelsea supporters started to join in singing along. And it might have been the game, his last game with us, you know, the last game that he played where they were just berated for the entire game. And I, got, I actually got quite fond of course. So even when I remember, we just going on about slips on his art, gave it to Denver Barnes, all the songs we've got about Steve Gerrard. He's got a lot for Chelsea. And then it was, he, he was subbed and he got a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation for everybody at Chelsea. Because of course, the only reason he gets a lot of abuse like Rooney, you know, very good footballer. And he was always quite good against us, but he did, he gave a couple of goals. That one, obviously, the Denver Bar slip. But I think he scored an own goal header against us once as well. Are you sure that wasn't Jamie Carragher? He scored more own goals than goals. <laughs> I think it was Gerald because it was kind of unusual because what was he doing there? Was it Carragher that once scored two own goals in yes. games against yeah. United? I think it was Tottenham, Tottenham. if I remember rightly, yeah. But the Gerald thing, there was this, uh, I assume, legit footage of him in the team huddle prior to the Chelsea game saying, whatever we do, lads, we're not going to let this slip. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's a famous that. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's interesting. I don't think it was before the Chelsea game. It was after the Crystal Palace. It was after, the pre- oh, no, it was after we beat City the previous game, and it was after the City game. That's very We go again, we don't let this slip. Just oh, because, because, of course, the big, the actual cock-up, I don't think, was against us at Denver Bar. It was the Palace game. We were no, three no. up, no. and it was well, three, we, three. We had to win and win big, and we could have won that game if we wanted to, but we, we were going for, we thought we'd score nine. Not against us. Against Palace. Palace, that was it. We and went, we went, went three yeah. up in no time and thought, yeah, we, we're actually going to get nine here and then yeah. drawing three all. But at the, it was gone. It was, it was done with the Chelsea game. Was the Chelsea game before the Palace game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it was great. I mean, it was great. I mean, obviously, won't be up there. But <laughs> changing the subject. The only upset was that was at Anfield, wasn't it, as well? That was the other thing. So I wasn't there. Been there since Stamford Bridge, the place would have, I mean, there'd have been a level the, the only of time heart I've, attacks of happiness. The only time I've felt threatened at a football game was at Stamford Bridge. Good. You're yeah. not the only one that's ever said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the home fans say it quite I'd, often. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been on the stadium tour as well, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> was it at the stadium tour? <laughs> <laughs> I think it even better if it was. It's not a Liverpool accent, but it's definitely a Northern accent. It was suspicious. <laughs> Well, so I did, I, it was a corporate thing. I'd been given yeah. lots of alcohol. Yeah. And then an hour before kickoff, they gave you four beer tokens. Yeah. I thought I'm not going to go and get beer at half time. It's just too it's full yeah. crowd, capacity crowd. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the bar shut at full time. So yeah. I had four pints in an hour. So I'm, oh, you should have more before. Have more beforehand. Like, you should be a Chelsea support. That's our approach. Yeah. Though. So I sit down, well oiled, and. Um, Liverpool score in the third minute, Martin Skirtle. And of course, I'm not. You're if, we'd, if we'd had a near miss, I'd have, I'd have been like, oh, and I'd tempered myself. But obviously, we scored. I'm in a neutral part of the yeah. Chelsea part of the ground. Yeah. And I just jump up and celebrate, don't I? And realise that I'm on my own, very much on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a couple of people made joking comments about mm. it, but Chelsea ended up winning 2 1. And 
both times Chelsea scored, the guy in front of me just didn't celebrate. He just turned around and looked at me from about this far away. <laughs> Death stare. Just one inch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of all the Chelsea boys. <laughs> it is quite funny how um, there's certain clubs, and they are, it is that, I mean, I don't, I don't think, and it is certain clubs as well, I think certain supporters of certain clubs would get away with it. Not a Liverpool supporter. I remember I've told this before. My little brother Andy went to Geneva. You know, Chelsea's had seen to get hold of before he went. Went to Geneva and then he came back to a game. And he's right in the middle of the Champions League games. You kept knocking us out and actually pushing us a bit when we were winning the league. You'd be kind of one of the teams. And so they left. And there was a lot of animosity in the eighties, but this is like in the noughties and the sort of teens. And he came back, Andy, and it was right in the middle of that. There was a league game, I think ferocious atmosphere, absolutely ferocious. And he was, he said the bloke next to him was literally frothing at the mouth with his fury about the Scousers. And he said, Jesus, he said, he's gone to a whole new level of, of fury, hasn't it? Of course he loves it because he comes back from Switzerland and he's forgotten what it was like. Because, you know, Swiss, all they get excited about. Chocolate. So the Chelsea Liverpool thing, was that, were was, you exaggerated by the Mourinho years? Yeah, well, no, totally, totally exaggerated with the you know the goal that never was, and for, but it was just that also we just, just, we just, just to clarify, if the goal hadn't been given, it was a clear red card setting off. Nonsense. But there was talking goal scoring. That all went on, and it was. We also, should probably stress what goal that is because not everyone has your memory. Yeah, it was the well, goal Luis Garcia. Yeah, <laughs> bring me the head. <laughs> of somebody's name was on some chat group was bring me the head of Garcia was there void because of it. But the fact is, there's a lot of animosity between Chelsea and Liverpool in the 70s and 80s when there was hooligans around. Liverpool had a nasty gang, nasty Chelsea. But also, they were, you were always winning, so it was absolute fury. And also, well, I so think... It wasn't the fact that we signed Nigel Spackman, though. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, to be honest, that's never been mentioned. Reasons to hate Liverpool, top 100, we've got that many. But what was interesting was, that, that was already bubbling under... And then I think, you know, and also I sort of feel in a funny way, Liverpool are the epitome of the North in a funny way. They're sort of the most northern, northern team. And Chelsea are the most flash, sort of wanky London team, even when we were rubbish. The Londonist we had, team. Yeah, we were just on King's Road. It's the only club that is football ground I've been to. It's actually quite a nice part of the town. In almost anywhere. I can't think of any other. Maybe Fulham. But there, so all of that I thought fed to it. And there was that sort of nastiness of not, we're just not liking each other. And then it all flared up again because we got quite good and you were quite good as well, but we were, you know, just enjoying it. But you would, keep, you would keep tripping us up in the Champions League. Jorge Valdano, the, the former Real Madrid Argentinian, yeah. he said uh, the games between Chelsea and Liverpool were like watching shit fly off the stick. Because <laughs> Mourinho teams were not the most attacking and we, just def- we weren't as good as you, so we just yeah. defended. Yeah. So it was just two teams hell-bent on defence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always classic because Sky would flash it up as Super Sunday yeah. and he'd be thinking, I'm going out. You say that, but the game that I really remember, and I've talked about it before, when we Bill put us right next to the Liverpool supporters instead of our seats in Matthew Arnold, right next to you in the shed. And uh, it was the second leg of a Champions League, I think, semi final. And it was like, it ended up like 4-3 or something. We got through because we'd won quite well at Anfield. I remember that one, yeah. And, yeah. And it was absolute goal fest. It was mayhem. Yeah, like Ryan Babel, I think, has got a belter for us. Yeah. And 
That's the conundrum James Comedy. I think you, at one point you were almost level, and we won, I think, three, weren't you? But what was funny, I think, um, was it Rafa was your manager then? The fat Spanish waiter? It would have been Rafa, yeah. He, he's talked about Drogba being a diver. Pretty sure Drogba scored, and then did this massive dive. His celebration was right in front of Rafa doing a huge dive, which of course we loved him for. Yeah, and we, we love Luis Suarez. We do the same thing Suarez in future years. Biting, taking time out from taking chunks out of people. He, he, was, he beat one of our players as well as almost everyone when he's losing. Good player, but we, that was quite good. The Argentinian, Suarez. Uruguayan. Uruguayan. Something about because they do bite down there, isn't it? That's quite a strange thing. I mean, apart from Tyson... It was kind of odd because they, they had this whole media circle where it went, because not just so much the biting, but he obviously had that situation with Evera where he... Mm. Wouldn't shake his hand. Where he's, well, he'd said, something, he'd, he'd said Negrito or something. Yeah, yeah. which is a sort of a slight term of affection, but possibly should be used advisably. Yeah, advisably. yeah. so it was really strange to see this media kind of thing. Suarez as a racist going to be banned. Yeah. And then within 48 hours, well, actually, this term has a bit it of was caution a bit to it. Grey, wasn't it? And it's just yeah. this whole thing of trying to understand continent. The, yeah. the UK press wasn't that familiar. Yeah, but I don't think at any point they said, well, you know, Uruguay, they do bite each other quite a lot. I don't think that was no, even... Even with this kind of CV, so Arsenal still trying my, to my first, My first World Cup that I can remember was 1986 in Uruguay. We were in a group with Scotland and Germany. And that Uruguay team, were, they, were, they were butchers. Yeah. They had one, yeah, yes. they had one yeah. great player, Francescoli, and the rest of them were just butchers. Dreadful. And, that, and that's, they've got a bit of a history for that. I think they had a game, I vaguely remember something, in the 1760s they had a team that were just appalling even in the, by that generation so they were filthy which is odd well, they would have more than we have but still well the South American teams obviously have really skillful players but they it is Uruguay that seem to be absolutely have had really sort of like Leeds dirty well, Leeds teams the strange thing is Uruguay is like the Switzerland of South America that's the sort of the sort of affluent prosperous is it? country yeah yeah and yet still I still Biting their way through life. Strange bunch. Maybe that though. Did he bite? Was he a biter before he went to Liverpool? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, he, 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 he bit a PSV player when he was in the Netherlands. Damn. Like just biting out of sheer fury, he didn't at Liverpool. He's bit on international duty for Liverpool. <laughs> he has. So, yeah, yeah. He's done it. He had, no, I know he's definitely done it not playing for Liverpool as well. And you just think. It didn't stop Arsenal trying to bid forty million and one pound. Oh yes, that was it. I mean, they just said fuck off because someone told us that we had no calls. basis in law to say fuck off. But because your your bid was so cheeky, we brazened it out. And said, fuck well, how was it that I remember that? I was thinking, yeah. well, there was a release clause. Was it because he didn't want to go, or was it just they just said no? I mean, we were just indignant yeah. at the one pound bit. I think that was the uh, around the time it was suggested he did want to come, and it probably would have won us some trophies. Yeah, but even as an Arsenal fan, when I was Sort of All you had to do was bid 42 pound. million. Yeah, if you'd gone 42, you would have. It was one of those moments where you look at your football club and you think, oh, what's We did it with Declan Rice in the summer. We started haggling, knowing that he was the only player we wanted seriously. Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. agree to bid by fiver. So, well, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I actually, funny stuff, I know. Big, big corporate bidding thing, billions, that I knew that one of it, the company involved, and exactly that happened. They said I do, it, it was. I do, we don't want to bid under. I mean, numbers are relevant, but say it was under fourteen billion. And this company acquiring them bids something like fourteen billion one million. And the owners 
sort of basically pretty much family-owned, were so disgusted that they basically insulted them, told them to clear off. There have been those sorts of deals. <laughs> they spent millions doing them, putting the bids together and everything else. And uh, it was so funny because I knew, I knew quite senior people involved in the company that was for sale or not for sale. And it's just like, how can you be that naive? Humans are humans. These, you know, if you own a fourteen billion pound company, you don't need to sell it. You know, that was in fact of life I've discovered. Well, <laughs> bearing in mind we were dealing with West Ham, we did offer them a packet of crisps and a pork pie <laughs> and some mullah rice. And <laughs> some mullah rice. They were like, no, that's okay. We're uh, it's, it's a funny old. I mean, remember that joke about the furious West Ham fan who nailed his season tickets to Upton Park because of how badly they were performing. And somebody went past and said, oh, I'm not having those wasted, and took the nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, it was also the hysterical story about Arsenal talking about their attendance, and it was because they all got these, all these season ticket holders. It was a couple of years ago. Before yeah, it only changed recently. <laughs> and it was basically, what is it? The capacity is 60,000. And there was a quite often about 10,000 empty seats. Because they were miserable goons, and they are not going to go and watch that nonsense. And they wouldn't even or couldn't sell the ticket. I think they could have sold the tickets on. I've got a huge well, support I, base. I had a fr- uh, and they wouldn't even bother selling them yeah. on. I had a friend there. I won't. I'm probably risking getting them in trouble. But their part of their job was to reinforce the attendance. So they would hand out. Freebies. A sheet with the attendance on, and they would say, This is it for anyone interested. And they actually said they got so embarrassed of handing out this figure that was clearly not true. Because it um, that they stopped doing it. Yeah, no, I do remember it. I remember entertaining them. I've kind of compared it to a joke which I've forgotten, so it's, but it was about gathering dust because season tickets at Arsenal don't actually ever get used. But there's time to change now, Steve. I bet you could, you'd have a few straws to get a ticket. Then. It could be difficult. It's a yeah. typical football approach when you're winning. Yeah, because we always love Chelsea's ball. It's like how we pretend to be deluded. When there was a big thing, we're going to get 60,000 beautifully designed by the ones that did the Bayern Munich Stadium, and it all fell through. Secretly, because we were all off the era, I remember watching like six. I think I was at the, get the lowest ever attendance at Stamford Bridge. I think I was at it in the month. 16,000 in Division 2. And so we go, I don't think, I think we probably do now, but at the time we go, we don't have people, 60, 70,000 people who are going to turn up every game. Well, so we always want to leave, don't we? 42,000 is on level. <laughs> so but now it's, all these kids are coming up who were, you know, at six, Chelsea were winning everything. So now they're coming up and buying tickets. I've noticed around me, they're a lot younger now. What is your attendance? 38? 42, I think. And is there... Can you increase? Because it obviously would have happened by now if you could. No, no, our problem is, you know, because back to the problem, we're in a really nice part of Fulham, Chelsea borders. The trouble is we're surrounded by people in houses with 20 million with barristers, so they, they're really difficult to expand in there. And the council's in an opposite, you know, so their problem is we almost, we tried to buy, Roman tried to buy Battersea Power Station, and got outbid by, I'm guessing some. Chinese conglomerate. We have a problem. I would have thought the priority At least, at least they have cars parked behind the goal these days. That was, oh, that's true, yeah. That was, yeah. They were little blue disabled cars that they used to have parked up there. Remember the true, you're too young, blue tricycle three wheelers like Rodney Trotter, they used to be there. That would be a car you'd get if you you know had a disability. They'd park them all up. 
It was great. Well, because it was a Greyhound track. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Huge space. In the current years, you'd probably be do sort of better off turning your seats around. Just stare away from the pitch. Absolutely atrocious. Three two. Well, actually, that was a disappointment. Well, every, every game's game, three two these days. Every apparently. game. No, all our games were four. Four one Tottenham. Four four City. Four one to Newcastle. <laughs> He's disappointed. Three two. What was the force? I think, I think I might have a Chelsea defender. I'm <laughs> don't do that. On my bench. I'm just yeah, don't keep scared in bench. case it gets on. We are. We've got no defence. And even if we did, when we do it, our best defender immediately gets sent off. So we're doomed. But you're still so. pro Potch. Oh no, I think I don't know. There's no point. I don't still think if we still had Potter, I think we'd probably be doing better. But I think given the season, and I think they sort of have to. I'm just have to give them the season. I mean, there are signs. A bit like somebody was saying about City at the Tottenham game. Like City had a proper 90-minute game recently. So they played well for 45, and then it all gets, they sort of let it go. Chelsea, definitely that. We'll have 40, we can have 45 minutes where we can beat anyone, like Liverpool, but we can't have a whole 90 minutes, and it sort of falls apart. So I think, keep him, there are shoots recovery we are I'm quite enjoying it because there is no expectation turn up at game even going if I can get it's quite nice to no expectations it's quite quite good we've we've got I reckon we've got one season of that before again we're expected to challenge again next year I'd like to think when you spend a billion pounds no I don't think it's a little bit concerning who's in control that we all have no expectations but the fact last season was well, that's a podcast itself, isn't yeah. it? How can you spend a billion pounds <laughs> and have no expectation? No expectation. But did you watch it? Well, they don't know. They will definitely don't know. See, this is what is truly the area where you'll be. If you look at the Chelsea... It's the real prawn sandwiches. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, you know what, we'll just buy another team next week. I know. It's all right. that's that's it, if you look at the Chelsea team, who are the big name players that they spend the money on? Enzo Fernandez? Enzo? But well, genuinely... How much was it before he won the World Cup? Twenty five a month earlier. One you'll know him actually because he was another. There was one. There's about five of them that Liverpool wanted, and they all chose Chelsea instead. Yeah, who was it? Leila, Leila. Caicedo and Lavia. Lavia. Yeah. So Lavia Entertainment then came out with he wanted to go to a big club with some history. Entertainment was his actual quote. Like some Chelsea boys said, "Just say this is why you didn't choose Liverpool because it was so funny. It would, you know, like I'd say." But, uh, but I've forgotten all about season. him. No, he hasn't played at all because he's injured. But we bought him and he has not played. And he was about 100 million. Do you give Sonny uh, medicals? Do you, do you exactly. <laughs> and he's not the only one. There are players, people, but that, that story, somebody told me, and I went, I don't, the, I don't remember like him a, being born. And Kunku, has he played yet? I think he has actually. Every now and then they'll come off the bench and we'll all look at each other and go, oh, Jesus, I've forgotten about him. And I'm all right, I am the worst person in the ground. But even people proper anoraks, you know, it's yeah. impossible to keep track of who who we've signed, why we signed them, and why did we sign them? They're I mean, we, we, I mean, we should probably stress Levy was, I don't know, fifty-five million, I think. Oh, was he only I, I know you want to think every player was a hundred million. He was, he was, he was fifty, sixty million. Wasn't he was disappointed we'd have spent a million fifty. I mean, that's the other thing that makes me laugh because it is farcical. That's a huge amount of money, sixty million for a player. But you know what, the one thing that gets me as a, as a football fan is the two things. One is the lack of creativity for, like a Brighton, yeah, where you can yeah, go yeah, out yeah, and you yeah. can buy and develop a player. Yeah. And also this thing of, there almost seems no expectancy on, on a coach to make a player better. 
you like you'll get yeah, the sign. Yeah, yeah. If they're, they're not shit, in the long enough, move if they're on. good. Well, they're not. You're not. They don't give enough time. Definitely not at Chelsea. And Chelsea <laughs> were getting good at actually Lampard's first time because we had a I think we had a transfer ban. So that's when they all started to come through, like Mount, Reese, James. They all started to come through because we couldn't buy, and it was, and they, you know, really good players. So we were starting to have. We had quite at one point we had loads of homegrown players under Lampard, and then it all went. Hating. I'd like to hear a bit more about a coach who is actually making a player better. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of suggestion Pep does. I'd need to look into it more to see if he's... If, I mean, Grealish, who they've bought 100 million, is now second choice. Yeah. He's not getting anywhere near Doku. Yeah, you're right. You are right with Pep. And they play him completely. I mean, Grealish himself has said the way he's asked to play now is so different from where he was at Villa. I suppose the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But he was doing all last season, but you're right, he's played it. I mean, actually, I don't... Pep Guardiola has not established again hate Barcelona, the cheating Catalans, almost as much as Liverpool. And I don't rate Pep Guardiola the way he's this amazing Messiah. He gets given, he inherits teams that have already won the league. He did, had that Barcelona, had that Bayern Munich, he had that Man City. And then he does all right. I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's rubbish, but he does get a very... <laughs> does all right. He does all right. Does all right. <laughs> but he's not, you know, the fact he managed to lose a Champions League final to us. God, that's not good. You know, too cool. Ran ring round him on the side that wasn't as good. So I don't think he's the genius he is. Having said that, um, and this is really upsetting because he's a nasty piece of work with a seller. I think Klopp can, I think he does bring players on. I think he has got a knack of getting the best out of players. I would say Klopp. Mostly because he's probably, they're terrified of him putting the seller, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I would say Klopp. Fear does, is the biggest Klopp definitely do. seems to improve players. Yes, but well, I, I think with Klopp, he's good at building. Unit so a good attacking unit, good defensive. Yeah, because we uh, Mane left and was was hopeless at Bayern. And he was a nasty piece of work. It was always always had a nasty, like, really a, a, nasty, a lurking suspicion that these players aren't as good as they're performing. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're in in the team they're in. I agree. I they're agree. good because they work well together. The one thing I'd say with Pep though is he does. Having watched Arteta, Jens. I'm not going to say no to a drink. My story's happy to pause for a drink. Well, no, you two, you two <laughs> carry on. Oh, yeah, that means like I just want to hear this nonsense. I'm going, why enough? Somebody segued us into being complimentary about Klopp. I'm about to be fairly complimentary about Klopp. The epitome <laughs> of evil was, was clarified. It's a nice. Name the amount of time before he gets locked up himself. Good Christian man. Um, I'll have a landlord, please. Landlord. And a bourbon and coke. Bourbon is here, isn't it? Right. And uh, good luck so, tackling the door on the so, so if, 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 if I can pause your anecdote for a moment and bring it back to fantasy football. Um, you had a good week last week, did you? No, I can't, I can't actually remember. It was quite average. I feel like... Okay. Prior to my current team name, my team name used to be called Career Killers because I just had this knack of either not being patient enough. I had Salah at the start of the season. And you? And I decided to take him out because you can spread the wealth a bit and have four good players. You can't. And then, <laughs> I mean, no, I played long enough to know Salah is 200 plus points a season and man of the match material. And well, he, he, he and Haaland have miles out in front Possibly of the most greedy player in the league. Um, so look, last season, 50-odd points, left Tarkovsky on my bench, eight points. So you'll have a cup game this week, will you? Now, this was the bit of the mix, because I always thought this cup was just like an automated... I think it's evolved. 
from what I and I haven't been keeping it used to be I thought it was just this automated drawn against someone else in the country whoever scores more points progresses that's right and yeah, you yeah. might win a game you might win a PS5 or something at the end of the season um, but now I think there seems to be this thing where you can start your own leagues and have your own cups every, every league has a cup yeah so if you've got four teams in your league, then the last two weeks of the season you have a little semi-final final. But you don't win anything, just a bit of bragging rights. You don't. I want a PlayStation 5. It's in case you've got a team, that, you know, like the patron saints there. He, he's know, done quite give, well. He's just to, pay, patron to play for. Um, so I need to look at the cup. I'm not quite sure this week, which again we are recording in between the second day of games. It's gone quite well. 16 points on the board already. Thanks to Wang. Wang was it? Not, Wang. Wasn't, wasn't even an Arsenal player that did the business. Wasn't even. I don't know. Saka got me an assist, but Saliba somehow contrived to let in three goals Why against Saliba and Luton. Zinchenko. And Zinchenko. That wasn't great. I, I want to kind of upset Luton fans because they're the most Sunday League team I think I've seen for a while. The most Sunday League ground. Did you? Yeah. It's, did you watch the game? I presume you watched the game last night. Yeah, I watched the game. I've, I've been to their ground recently, actually, and. Um, because it looked like the, the so you see the, the stand looks kind of normal and then mm. the camera turns sort of on the stand that the, you know they're broadcasting away from and it looked like sort of temporary. Well, the, the, there was a suggestion they put up the equivalent of metal scaffolding to help with media um, increase the media coverage because the ground is obviously mm. small. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a nice, it's a lovely ground and I do think they played well yesterday, but there is just something quite basic about I mean Raya made two howlers it's a very complicated Arta to mess that he's creating is, for himself is he going to cost you the season is he Raya I, 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 I don't worry about it because I'm not an Arsenal fan but I, I can see that happening well I mean it's strange because I'm not <laughs> quite Arteta out and in previous episodes I've said I am partially to see what response we would get um, I just kind of feel like he's had a lot more support than someone like Emery you know, he's got a lot more backing, he's got a lot more patience, so you're going to get better results. He, yeah, I wonder how much that, because his English is a lot better, he's more, he's better in front of the camera than Emery. Emery always used to start every sort of interview and... Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> I've always felt like a 40 Towers outtake or something. Um, but it's just, like, I, there was this well-known sort of thing of Emery wanted to sign Zahar, who was meant to be another Arsenal fan, and yeah. instead we got Pepe because he was younger and had better sell-on value. Well, we yeah. let him go for free because he was that disastrous after spending that 72 million. So I kind of feel like, yes, Arteta's obviously done well. The players yeah. seem to, it's, it's strange because the players seem to connect to him, but then Ramsdale was very quick to say that there was no dialogue about him being number two. It was just no talking to him at all. So it's a bit strange, but he gets a lot more support as Arteta. And yet, he's completely created this goalkeeper situation between Ray and Ramsdale. There wasn't an obvious problem with Ramsdale, was there? I think Not you, you guys, if you've you got guys a were budget, happy with him. You've got yeah. a budget. That would be Why are you go. committing to spend 30 million next year? Yeah. Because potentially your coach, your goalkeeping coach, who you took from Brentford, said he's a good lad. Yeah. Well, it's a whole. Well, Arsenal fans knew last year the reason we didn't win the league was two, three, threefold. VAR, yes, I'm going there. Oh dear. That's oh right. Dear. I'm going there. My Bruce is out because he's heard it all before. Dodgy VAR, 
not having a striker and Saliba getting injured. Yeah, I can go with the latter two, the first one. Now this season we don't have a striker. Speed drinks all at one time. You're doing extremely well. You're kind of holding it over our electronics, which is Even making me very nervous. I don't know why. Spoopy. I need to too often. I'm so excited, despite not working out my upper arms like Steve did. I feel like you're going to have to. Um, <laughs> I managed to do that all the way. Cheers, Bruce. Thanks. Yeah, cheers, Bruce. Having said that, very kind. Paul, thank you for coming down. I just laughed by the entire downstairs pub because I said, "How do you open this door?" I couldn't get in because I thought they've locked it. Went <laughs> outside, came back round. And came back and said, how do you get it out? And he just looked at me. It's a sliding door. <laughs> so, at least when we're wondering stupidity. What, when we're wondering what this episode will be called, Sliding Doors and Bruce seems to... Uh... Sliding Doors and Bruce. Um, so you just missed, you walked in on us just talk, having an Arteta chat about, apart from the, the goalkeeping situation which he's brought on himself, mm. we, we, he seems desperate to not sign a striker. I don't know if it's just being around Pep too much and this idea that other players will chip in. It's the old Barcelona thing, you know, Fabregas was this sort I of do like, Yeah, I feel like it's this kind of Spanish hangover where we've seen Barcelona do it, although at the same time they've had some phenomenal strikers. And yeah, now, it, I, I always wonder, is it... I mean, City obviously have the money... Maybe that's what Havertz was supposed to be. He's a goal. Yeah, he played left-back for Germany recently. It's really strange. Do you mean? Yeah, he played on the uh, left wing, a uh, left fullback. That is interesting. Everyone was haven't scored another goal team. though. Best signing. Oh, how are you feeling? Because you and almost every goon I know has been furious about Havertz. He scored three and four, so. It's the thing with Havertz that he's just Trossard doesn't get a game yet. It's just you spend sixty plus million, sixty eight million to. Any other team, you'd have to play them. Obviously, Chelsea's view of that is yeah. you spend, change. You spend sixty-eight million to bring in a player who's playing in the same position as Trossard and Smith Rowe, and Vieira, who you bought twelve months earlier. And again, you just not bought a key. You've got a limited budget. Everyone kind of knows you're going to spend one fifty to two hundred million. We got David Rice. That was that was. We got Declan Rice. Declan Rice. David Rice. Is David it. Rice is his cousin. Well, like a cannonball <laughs> guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. Every Arsenal fan must be thinking, why are we pissing about with our goalkeepers, and why are we not buying a striker? And also, we could have got. I mean, we fumbled it a bit, but I still look at our midfield and think David Luiz at Villa when we tried to sign him. Douglas Luiz. <laughs> now I'm doing it too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> 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 what did I? Call Arsenal it? did have that yeah. Luiz for a bit. Yeah, David. Oh God, Jesus. That, that was another <laughs> great Chelsea <laughs> signing. Yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> right, Douglas Luiz. We might be bad. Yeah, we might be bad. We might be bad at signing, but we are bad at signing players. But we have great fun selling players. Only because Arsenal exist. We're the only team that comes in and buys. Do you think they go? Shit. Said they've heard a rumour. Look, if Netflix was to release a documentary in a couple of years' time about this whole sort of money laundering thing between certain clubs, I would not be shocked to find out some sort of Harry Redknapp dodgy deals going dodgy on. Deals the two going. people who do alleged contracts, <laughs> as Nicholas Jackson, Romeo Lavia are playing in it for Arsenal. Yeah. Okay, go back to yeah. Douglas Louise, who could be sitting in our midfield now. Again, we were messing around for five million. Is Douglas that what you lost on? Yeah, I think yeah. It, he's, he's, a brilliant he's, player. he's Brazilian, which tends to be the tick box to get into Arsenal. Douglas <clears> Luiz, <throat> Declan Rice in the middle, 
a striker up front. But did we, did we, I, I know for a fact, as much as I loathe Scousers, that if they were four points clear at the top of the league, you would not have this sort of conversation going on. What is it about Goons that's so miserable top of the league? And top of the league in a good league as well, because Liverpool and City and Villa, even to a certain extent, Tottenham, although they've gone off the ball. You know, so it's not... You know, you're, you're building a bit of a headway and you're still miserable. I'm going to watch that group for my Thursday night game and there's an Arsenal fan on there, Norrie, and he's constantly... Miserable. It's a constant stream of borderline conspiracy theories yeah. against uh, you know, a bunch of northern referees uh, against oh. Arsenal. That's, the, um, that's not actually, to be fair, a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. A bunch of miserable northerners anti the bright lights and gold pavements of London and oh, as Steve says, they walk down, yeah, let's you get walk this down Bootle and you've given a justifiable goal to Chelsea. Bootle, oh, the load of scouts is going to have you in the canal or wherever it is. is the, you know what I mean. But I think that is a valid point because there is, they're nutters. <coughs> the Grand Bootle Canal. They're yeah. nutters up there in Bootle. There is, you're not going to, why would you do that to your yeah, Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Bootle is to Liverpool what Liverpool is and to. And that, is, to, to that is the home of all referees. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they want. Referee, referee. Or there's somewhere dreadful like Salford, which is just unacceptable, as John Cooper well, Clark rightly said once. Back in the day, they used to be all from Orping, school teachers from Orpington or ha- uh, Harrow and that kind of thing. David Ellery was a was Harrow school teacher. That's right, yeah, but that was back in the good old Helton. So days. it's just recompense for that, you know. It's just exactly, it's, this is levelling up totally unacceptably. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, right, you know, so Goons still top of the league, still miserable. I mean, what, what is the point of supporting a team if you cannot be joyous? If you cannot enjoy winning. What is the point of being a goon? It's December. You know, you're not winning anything in December. Well, we were you can enjoy it, though. You can enjoy being top of the league. It's enjoyable. Oh, actually, last night was not enjoyable. It was an absolute <laughs> nerve shredder. But the moment where Rice got, gets the winner now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These, are, these moments are massive moments. Yeah. But it just, it's our friend. And I, 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 I suppose I get it. I do get it a little bit for you, because I was in the Magdala in South End Green, Actually, I've forgotten about this. That was on Saturday night after, you know, you, you nicked it. No, you'd clung on, hadn't you, on Saturday. That was the point. I will go down that if you wish. No, 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 this is it. It wasn't me. Armit, Turkish Armit, had come, come from the game. He was going, oh, no, it was, you know, classic game. Oh, it was terrible. They had one we chance. They happened to score. We were sort because Zinchenko bizarrely gave the ball away. And you got all nervous. And then there was another goon there. He was all miserable about it. And it was a mad spud, actually. He started chanting Yid Army and started trying to sing I Am The Walrus off his tits. It was like six o'clock on a... I Am The Walrus. Yeah. It's like singing I Am The Walrus, isn't it? There is very few better versions of that than Jim Carrey's. Yeah. This one was not a good version. And I was, I was, it was quite interesting because it was you know, very civilised, the mag. Having a pint, it was all the people off the heath, very cosy, savage, pub. This nutter starts singing, and Jim's going, what do you do? I said, quite interesting, Jim. I now feel like I'm sort of, you know, this is this a nasty on, football This was on Saturday? Saturday at about 6.30. When was you at the Green. Right. I can see how this looks like I was lunch at the Lord Stanley. I'm just You're going on a... lunch at the Stanley, and then I went home and cooked a lovely beef stew, which Jack and I shopping at Waitrose, then any, any booze in the business? Went, booze too. A lot of red wine. <laughs> but then went to the early doors at the mag, and this guy was off. To be fair, he was a 
spot. See, he had reason to be angry, but he was off his tits. He, was, he did get thrown out, and I haven't seen somebody get thrown out from a pub wow. at 6.30 since I was last in Liverpool. Regular it's a cheap shot, but you I paid it. it. But yeah, it was quite interesting. But yeah, the goons there, they'd all won. Again. And apparently you were coasting, but it got nervy at the end. Is that right? I mean, I wasn't obviously there. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a strange one because I was at the Lions game when we won 6-0. Were you nervy at and, the end? And then, no. and then it's so far ahead, you're kind of checking your phone waiting for the clock because you want to, you know, we've won this, let's get out. Yeah. And when you're scoring last minute winners, you're like, okay, that wasn't good for my blood pressure. Yeah, I do get so, that happy. Just, just well, I must say, so this, the end game we were rubbish, but the game, the City game, where we obviously won, or got scored a equal. Well, you won for all. Yeah. Well, we won for all. <laughs> it's like we beat you 2-2 two, two at the start of the season. <laughs> I kind of went, but genuinely, I think, fuck it, I'll take that against, actually, definitely Liverpool and City at the time. So, well, they're definitely better teams than us. And we stayed, and it, the, the result was superb. Fancy, it wasn't my. Uh, it's this bloody machine, isn't it? Yeah, panic. I've also just realised that there's a humming that's gone off that everyone would tell us was on. I think what we thought was heater, wasn't it? Really? But uh, yes, yeah, so, hang on, that's a good point. Let's check the time. Christ, we've probably done, we've been wittering on for hours. So, what do we. Any. Well, i tell you what I was going to ask, because I quite like this question from everyone. What was your, what's your fav- What is your happiest game? What's the bit, the, the sort of special game that you were at? What, do you go often? Do you get to go see? Liverpool well, little, I, I go and watch Harringay Harring Borough a lot. There's not much happiness there. There's no happiness in But there is cheap beer, so. Mm. Um, I was thinking about it. It's probably, I mean, there's two. Is it, and it, it's been done before on the podcast. Yeah. It was Liverpool beating Barcelona the other year. That was... Well, yeah, so the, the three nil down yeah, to yeah, fourth three. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you weren't at that game. I wasn't actually, no. Do I have to have been there? No, oh, no, okay, but fine. I just think if you've been there, that, that's what I mean, that your heart, it is dangerous. So we're too old to have that sort of city game, even though not really anything at stake. But that's the thing, those games, if you're at them, they're just mind-blowing, the kind of ups and downs where they go like that, which was astonishing. But yeah, no, you don't have to be at it. Okay. The other one, what was the other no, one? The other one was uh, England beating the Netherlands 4-1 in 96. in the yeah. That yeah. was just completely out of the blue. The, the Netherlands team had basically just won the Champions League the previous year with Ajax, yeah. and uh, and we had David Batty, and yet somehow he was much maligned. <laughs> He's the only one that could get into a fight in a sort of empty room, isn't he? Oh, well, you say yeah. that, but we also had Stuart Pearce playing as a. Yeah, no, I think Dennis Wise. I think I, I think met Stuart Pearce once, and he growled at me. <laughs> what just just because you were there? I don't know. I mean, I was about to Ask talk to him. Question. It wasn't even a football thing. I, I was. I think we're going to ask him to get out of the way or something. He's yeah. standing in an awkward place. Yeah. But he just looked at me and growled. Jesus. I'm told he's a very nice guy, but I, su- I suspect I he's, uh, he's one of these, once you cross the white line, yeah. you're a bit of a yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah. 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 I don't know it's if it's true, but he's in the background of the London Calling album cover. Stuart Pierce's? Yeah, he's a big sort of punk fan. Yeah. There was a that isn't a surprise, but what he's in one of the crowd. Is there a crowd scene yeah, in yeah, the cover? Yeah, yeah. I've got London Calling, the album. I'll have a look when I get home. I don't know if that's true, but there was some kind of story along. The, he's in the yeah. Well, that's a clash. That is quite because that's funny. You should say that because we should mention Good Camden Lad, Shane McGowan's passing. I found 
disturbingly upsetting, why can't I've ever known him, I don't know, never met him. I always, I always remember about 20 years ago being astonished when somebody said something about seeing Shane in the Dublin Castle or something. I was thinking, wait, is he not dead already? Yeah. He's a bit like Sean, um, Sean Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, you thought they were, because I remember reading a story about Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays, and he was, he was on some astonishing, like, 10, 20 rocks of crack cocaine a day, and therefore they were literally waiting for him to die because that's not sustainable, and he obviously made it. And, and Shane was a bit like that as well, but there's a picture, because obviously he died, there's loads of pictures, there's a picture of him, a tiny venue, the Clash are playing, and he's right at the front, and I think it is, might not be Camden, but I'm pretty sure it's in London somewhere, probably the West London, it's Clash. There is a very detailed list of knowing when you're in the depth of midlife, one of them is seeing people and assuming they've died years ago. Yeah. Another one is what's his name from that film that was in the other thing. <laughs> that, that's I have that lot with Gemma. She says, what, what about that thing? I go, well, I'm going to need more than thing, Gemma. But I think uh, so Shane going, I don't know why we've gotten to that. What were we talking about before that? So, 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 so yeah, the Clash and Pierce. Yeah, I think that's more than possible because... Well, he is meant to be a massive punk, punk is. isn't he? The way he reacted when he, got, he did score a penalty, and that was superb. It's one mm. of the football's like iconic moments, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You felt for him, didn't you? So, okay, so you say 4 1. What was yours? My. <laughs> You've forgotten your own question. Well, <laughs> we've done this question before, haven't we? We've done our sort of. You've kind of phrased things. the same I can come up with another one, though, you're right. Let me try and come up with one that I haven't already done. I still think. But I've done, I've done the Leeds, beating Leeds 5 1 to get promoted. I don't remember which ones I haven't mentioned. There's a few. I think some are worth. I can just look. We don't need to drag it out. Winning the league at White Hart Lane doesn't need any topping. No. Were you there? I was there. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, I was there. Was and there. remind me, because I do remember, because I've heard it a lot. So, what were the dynamics of it? Was it the last game of the season, or was it just three or four games out? No, we had some games left, but yeah. it was. Which year was it? I think we were 2 0 up. And then. It finished 2 2, which is the, the kind of strange thing because it was. Oh, um, you only needed a point then in the end. Because, yeah, so was it a point? Um, when was it? How long ago? It was a while ago, wasn't God, it? It feels like. Well, it has to be. It has to be because you won the league. Yeah, it feels far so it's got to be at least 20 years ago. Everything with Arsenal winning, bar the, the FA Cup, of course, which, you, which, which, which we regularly win that, yeah. Um, but what did you pick last time? Yeah, Leeds. I think, I think Leeds. I think others, I'm trying to think of ones. Really enjoyed slightly different ones. I tell you what, which I did really enjoy, and it's topical. So, when we won the Champions League, the next season, quite hard to do because Chelsea was the big crowd, they've got quite a lot of seats to get hold of. And so, get to away games is quite difficult. And the Emirates, especially with you, was quite exciting to get there, quite hard to get tickets, but I somehow managed to get a couple of tickets to the Emirates for the Chelsea Arsenal game the season after we'd won the Champions League. And that was, there was something joyous about that because we were <laughs> on the Champions League. And I think that may be the origination of the only team in London to win the European Cup. But what was also special was that we just did, you could just felt, and even in sort of our sports around, you could tell we were just far the better side. And even we're doing more ticky-tacky football because Arsenal was famous all the time. We just ran rings around you and we were coming up with newer and newer songs. It was... Ashley Coles won the European Cup to the tune of We All Live in a Yellow Summer. 
and we were singing it and we were having such that's a good, good time. That's quite good. It was quite exciting. It was quite And we're going, oh, no, because obviously Ashley you know, the, yeah, hated by Arsenal supporters, but a brilliant player. Another money situation. Cash Another money situation. Cash 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 he had to pull over and cry. But there was, I mean, he said it. <laughs> he, <laughs> said, he said himself, it wasn't so much about the amount, more the fact that he had been promised. Yeah. And then Arsenal. He's been a bit well, shocked. That, that's yeah. a, that's a, a £40 million one pound situation, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It is. It's, it's it does feel like. Actually, you. But I didn't realise this about Arsenal, but it does sound like they're sort of cock up a bit for what is effectively pennies on the scale But what was brilliant was it was we, the, the Chelsea sports were so happy because I can't think even they realised this isn't going to last forever, so we've got to really enjoy it. But at one point, I looked around and actually Patrick, who, you know, good friend, actually, we've seen this week, got, now got Parkinson's, he was, could not believe it because he did say, because I do sort of know him through work, he's like, said, quite animated at the football, aren't you, Bruce? <laughs> Affable character. Really enjoying my work, but actually, it was a point at about 80 minutes where we're as happy as you can be, winning, looks like we might win the league that season, which I don't think we did. But just looking, and I did look around at these Arsenal supporters, and I think, well, I've definitely been there, often playing Liverpool in the sort of 80s. Um, and I sort of watched them, and a little bit of me felt empathy. I thought, yeah, they are not having a good day at the football because they the worst nightmare, they're idiots from West London who basically bought their way up to this and they won the championship and they're now running ring throwing us. I'm not saying it's it didn't, it didn't ruin it for me. I, I did feel a bit of empathy. I don't thought that's great. I'm not, sure how, I'm not sure how good a game is when you've got that level of self-analysis <laughs> while you're at a game. <laughs> yeah, well, this is on reflection. I'm very reflective. Yeah. I just love but the joy in that Sigmund, corner Fro- Sigmund the Freud on the left wing. <laughs> just, was at the Emirates was Emirates was just a little piece of joy and the rest of the show abject misery. Well, you, I mean, you're... So, uh, you're in, in terms of having a lack of empathy, in, in the beauty of the, uh, the Netherlands-England game, 4-1, was that we were winning 4-0. Yeah. And their goal knocked out Scotland. No! That was the, was, the, that was the beauty of it. Had to, <laughs> so there was something there for the opposition as well. Was, everyone was happy. <laughs> no, no, that is so funny, Richard, because we've talked about... But I think it was last week, was it, we were talking about the 96... Europe because it was a great moment and I can remember it and we were upstairs at the Steels and Andy who just mentioned who wasn't in Geneva at the time was over and he was so funny because he was because we came down from Scotland when I was eight so Andy would have been six and he's but he's got that classic Scottish anyone but England and fewer not now but then yeah. he did and I was like Andy it just looks chippy and I do want England to be anyone except Scotland but what was really funny exactly that you're absolutely right and so he he we were watching the England Scotland games in the Steels again then, and he he was furious, he was furious with England. I guess Andy Andy we cannot blame England for the fact that we <laughs> failed to qualify. Just because they let go. Because no, it's a fucking typical of them. He was furious <laughs> about it. Oh, and you have reminded me, I've forgotten the exact <laughs> that was I'd forgotten what the detail was, but somehow England was because Scotland would have got the second place, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. That is well thrown in, actually, because I did love the tournament, except for that. Because I was, bizarrely, saying, up at Villa Park for the Scotland-Netherlands um, game, that tournament. And I think we drew nil-nil with them. It was a massive achievement for Scotland. <laughs> so that was it. Now, look, before the clock ticks down, we have um, an 800-point-plus an pro fantasy footballer with us. Yeah. How about a tip? You, confused. How about a tip for somebody that's already used their triple captain? The week is currently ongoing, isn't it? 
It is. Really? So I can't really. For Not next, for this particular, really, but going forward to a very well, busy. A, so my one tip would be uh, in direct contrast to what one that you gave over the season was that I do my transfers at the beginning of the week. Ideally, as the previous week's games are ongoing. Well, I did that last season, and I do find it very cathartic. Because you kind of do it and you forget. Just hang in your head. It's just you've done no, it. Well, I do it sometimes on the, like if there's a player I'm stewing over, or you just like I want it. Like with Wang, who's got me my point so far this week. He Wang. He Wang. Yeah. He's, um, this is He Wang, who, so, who Klaus famously, when we were watching the game a couple of weeks ago, was going he she. My point is that um, the, the, the values of, of players change. So if there's a player who's obviously injured, get them out straight away. Or if there's a player who's going to got Man City next weekend. Oh, why? See, I'm not so very good at this value stuff. Because so the, if you get in before they drop their values, they've been... So injured. over the course of the week, the players that you want to get in, their value might step up by 0.1 or point. So when do they change the values, or a day in the week? Whenever enough people have bought them. It's, it's, it's oh, going it's to how many transfers in versus transfers out. So my team's now worth about 103.5 million. But is that not going to be more tricky with... The European things was the reason I had to stop that, because you ended up... Two like this weight. season, yeah, Brighton yeah. are now obviously in Europe, and they were going for a spell last season where they were good players to suddenly bring in... Yeah, but now you're like, okay, you bring them in, they might get injured. We, there is, there's no shortage of players to bring in whose values are going to go in. You know, whoever's got Sheffield United next weekend, get them in early and then watch their value. I've actually, I'm, 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 I'm going to stress a bet, which means when this people listen to this after the game and the bet's already lost, they can laugh. But I just had this really gut feeling for a Van Dyke header tonight because you're playing Sheffield United. So I have money riding on a Van Dyke. Well, you put so, a bet so, on. Well, that is an example of my thing. As soon as the moment Robertson got injured, I transferred in Shimakas because no one have had him. I did the same. He's four, four odd million. Yeah. His value's gone up since then. So as long as Van Dyke headed a Shimakas cross, then we're all happy. That's right. Now I think you get level of dullness now that even this podcast. Sorry, sorry. So, so that is only because I'm trying to. I'm trying I, I, to find I, I out what my team's worth. <laughs> But I can't even I apologise to the listener. <laughs> exactly. So you're That's it, we've lost Chris. <laughs> that is it. That's the final stage of this thing. Chris was saying about the one, the pond one, that we'd lost you at the pond. Interesting. Most people would be lost because they're saying, well, it was just like background shit music going on. <laughs> Steve hadn't even bothered to turn up. Obviously, Harry didn't. But Chris said there was a point in that one, he said, I've got to, I've got to be the only person still stuck out <laughs> right to the end. I was saying, I was saying before we started, there's. Mm. Two blokes talking about pond, cold, cold water swimming in ponds. I, it's, it's like it's, it's like listening to two vegans chatting about their diet. It's, like, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's a shame because I think the best bit of that one was right at the end. We just go to it. So I thought the best one was the most bizarre games because Steve and Mark's most bizarre games were superb. Well, there's definitely well, no winning formula. Too many drugs was the only one. But your your one of being mistaken for a new signing and Tottenham. Was superb. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody almost getting cut in two. Was that a sheet of metal? Sorry, you meant, presumably. Well, you know, I, I, I would say John Hartson. But I'm sure. <laughs> oh, they got shoes like Beckham. Where Look, we live in a world. Look, if Robson and Jerome can do a fishing show, we can do cold water swimming. 
Bloody interesting, Paul. Idiot. Within, oh, 12 months, within 12 months, we'll have a Christmas album out. <laughs> Christmas single. Would it be Yellow Submarine, do you think? That's inclusive. That includes the Scouts. This is Chelsea with Ashley Cole and includes Arsenal because they will at some point this season sink. And on that note, <laughs> gents, thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for coming. Glad we got you. Yeah. And thank God we sorted that out with your childcare and you clung to top position. Just for long enough, yeah. Well I done. Can, I can sink now. It's fine. Sink right up, Trace. Every time we've just finished recording, I've got to get Paul on before he's. Before he's. I just didn't But I don't know. I don't know why we pretend. I mean, Daisy entertainingly has started to use a computer to select the fittest team in the Prem, which I might put on No Clean Sheets podcast, Steve. That's your which job. Which has not had enough of a <laughs> shower. your job to picture that. And, and, and Piers, I've got to name check because we set us a table. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, actually, just remember, he set us a table. So obviously, Piers is the AI person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And People. obsessive <laughs> about uh, fancy football. And he sent us a chart, which I did a long time ago, just to show up Harry, who claimed he was great, but it was just a game behind. Harry is now winning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, Piers has sent one in about the averages. It's not good for us, is it? Steve, I mean, re- I mean, it's not good for me, Steve, but I'm a novice. Not good for you, though, is it, Steve? Because you're technically an expert. I'm ahead of both of you. No, not on the average. The average is <laughs> what is an average? The average average. Yeah. When you look at the league table, you're both below. <laughs> but he is 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 worrying me ahead. I, I think we're quite safe because I think Gems Tottenham rejects funny enough aren't doing very well. But even Rich. Even Rich has done quite well, but he's forsaken his saints, and I'm not sure he qualifies. Anyway, I've gone off at the end. But thanks, Steve. Good to see you again. Always a pleasure. And uh, thanks for listening. And yeah, same time next week or not. Who knows?